Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Carter Krishnayer, joined alongside Robert Bucciolato. And Robert, this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about a legend of Florida politics who passed away within the last uh, couple of months as we're recording this in late June, early July, early July, actually, uh, 2021. And we're talking about the great Ralph Turlington, former House member, former Speaker of the House, former Commissioner of Education, and of course the Turlington Building, which houses the Department of Education, is named for the one and only Ralph Turlington. And before I turn it over to you, Robert, I should mention Ralph Turlington, the great Ralph Turlington, was not only a friend of yours personally, but he was a friend of this show, a listener to the, of this show, and someone who had uh, given us some tidbits about various subjects we covered in the last couple of years uh, before he passed away. A, a truly great man, Robert. He, he had called the, the Briar Rabbit in the legislature. Um, you know, he was uh, just very tenacious. Uh, you wouldn't, it, he, he had the, uh, the looks that you, you would not think that this was a, a powerful man, you know, very short, um, balding and then eventually bald. Um, he had sort of, um, a Carl Molden-esque nose <laughs> and, um, he always had this sort of, um, this droop about him whenever he would, uh, you know, whenever he was not smiling. But um, you you mentioned that he was a friend of this show, and as a matter of fact, um, since my my granddad passed away in 2016, um, I had a deal with him that I would call him up every now and again, and we would talk Florida history together uh, because he was up in North Carolina and didn't really have any connection anymore because most of the people that he knew were deceased and most of the people that I knew in terms of Florida history were deceased. So that was um, our running thing. Whenever we had an episode that we're getting ready to film, um, whether it was when we were talking about Fuller Warren or Charlie Johns or Dan McCarty, uh, he knew all of those people. Um, very intimately, in, in fact. And so he was just this great oak of information about Florida's past. And I would just ring him up uh, towards the end. He, it became very difficult. He was 100 years old. Sometimes it, it sounded like I was talking to somebody um, on the other You know, it was very difficult. and kind of had to yell and everything. But he was... Um, Although physically he was slowing down, mentally uh, there was uh, great, great remembrance. And um, he was still very good at details. And his anecdotal recollections were just hysterical. And it was a great, wonderful asset to have him um, as a friend of this show. He was elected in 1950 during the governorship of Fuller Warren to the House of Representatives. And of course, when we did our episode on Fuller Warren, uh, you, you spoke to Speaker Turlington, uh, Commissioner Turlington, about the impeachment efforts, uh, which obviously, as a member of the House of Representatives, Ralph Turlington, freshman member at that point, uh, had to partake in against Fuller Warren. So his, his political career um, spanned from the governorship of Fuller Warren to the governorship of Bob Martinez. 
Think about that for a minute in the context of Florida history and the changing Florida. So 1950, he's elected uh, to, uh, the, the, to, to, the, to the House from Alachua County. He's a Gainesville native, by the way, so you know, b- b- born and bred Floridian, and uh, eventually becomes the Speaker of the House uh, at a time when reapportionment and redistricting was on the table. And Turlington was one of the last speakers to serve uh, a pre, I think he would be actually the last speaker to have served in a, to have served as the, the leader of a pre-reapportioned 1968 Constitution House. And he was, uh, he was at that, categorize him as um, a, between a spoiler of the, uh, you know, the Charlie Johns as Paul Chuck, of a straddler. He sympathized with the ideals that would transform the state during the and he wanted to partake in that, but, you know, he, he didn't really have a lot of people that were around him that shared. And so um, it was a testimony to not only his own it was in such a, a, a period of transition and flux that uh, they were going to pick somebody that was not um, even by his own admissions was not the most dominant figure in the chamber uh, as it turned out he would go on to be one of the most dominant speakers in the history of the legislature. He was there when Claude Kirk was sworn in and famously said um, during a rainstorm of an inauguration that he was going to do a special session of the legislature to go over the reapportionment and the, uh, the new constitution to the state at a time where rain-soaked uh, <laughs> uh, Terlington had no idea that that was even going to take place. He didn't even tell the legislative leaders that they were going to need to do that, which uh, you can tell the listeners a special session is a logistical nightmare when you have some advance. When, you know, it's the third or fourth of, and you want to start a legislative session on the 18th, uh, that's impossible. And so uh, it was it was a very tumultuous start of his speakership and Claude Kirk's governorship. And it was very combative from there. However, he would go on even after he was no longer speaker. He would go on to have a huge, uh, impressive tenure as a backbencher and, and as a legislator on a bunch of very important committees, um, education committee. He, you know, was was really somebody that seemed to get into the role of a citizen legislator almost more after he left this important position than before. Turlington had a great legislative career, and he was in a position where he had to often straddle 
right? He had, he represented an area in Alachua County, which was still very much pork shop gang territory. Shands, who, of course, the hospital's named for the uh, world-famous teaching hospital at the University of Florida, as well as the Shands Bridge over the the, uh, St. John's River near Green Cove Springs. Uh, He was a pork chop gang uh, guy. And Turlington had to straddle that line in the house between the pork chop gang and his... uh, uh, Gainesville being a college town already had a little more of a liberal bent than um, the rest of North Central Florida, although still, you know, relatively speaking, pretty conservative. Uh, So he had to straddle that line and eventually he becomes commissioner of education, which is something uh, which I know you're very familiar with uh, and your family's very familiar with uh, how he became commissioner of education. Well, he, uh, to add to what you were saying, he told me one of the last times we ever talked that he wanted his dream was to run for Congress. But based on his district, uh, he would have had to run as a segregationist. And that was something that he uh, would never have been comfortable doing. So basically, he was getting ready to retire from the legislature. You know, I mean, he was from the 1940s to now the 1970s he had been there a real good chunk of time he wasn't going wasn't going to go to state senate congress and there is all of this turmoil going on towards the of askew's first term governorship there's a number of cabinet members that are forced to resign due to um a variety of different reasons and all of them have some sort of um, corruption uh, affiliated with it. And so Askew has to appoint um, a new educator, um, a commissioner of education. And the top three picks, the ones that uh, the nominee gave him, essentially uh, one upcomer which was uh, Bob Graham one who um, actually met the credentials for the job which uh, was my grandfather um, who was a superintendent and a principal and you know he was committee of education and you know K through 12 and then one that they put in as a favor um, as, you know, just a, a last, you know, hurrah, you know, a tribute. And that was for Ralph Turlington. And I don't think my granddad ever forgave Ralph Turlington <laughs> because he thought that it was in the bag. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he thought, this is great because, you know, it was, it was a, a matter of about a year. And he thought, you know, I'll serve as education commissioner for about a year, run for re-election. On some big name, they'll get in for the full term, and it'll just be great. And uh, lo and behold, Ralph Turlington was picked. And it was not something that um, you would instinctively think that out of those three people that he would be the best person and you know in fact love grandfather very much always have always will um 
better in the role than my granddad. He he ran for re-election several times. He made that role the powerhouse. He established, reimagined, modernized uh, all of the different attributes that has really to shape public education in Florida. And it the I guess you'd say the the um, anecdotal side of things. Um, Graham also thought that he was going to get picked for uh, lieutenant governor, so that year was pretty hard on Bob Graham. But he recovered, as we all know, uh, pretty soon afterwards. By the way, uh, Bob Graham was passed over for lieutenant governor on that ASQ ticket, that second ASQ t- ticket for Jim Williams, who we recently did a podcast uh, about, who passed away in the last few years, who we've done a tribute to. Uh, so some of the great names in Florida history uh, and the epic names of the golden age, the 1970s, included Turlington, included Askew, Graham, Williams, McKay, and others. Anyway, we'll be back with another new edition of the Florida History Podcast next week. Thank you once again for listening.